Welcome to a Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Finks. We're back, man. Episode 208. Yes, sir. All right, before we get into it, special addery from our friends over at Clap Cleats. This is the first sock specially engineered for sex. Yes. This is a sex sock. Sex sock. You can firmly plant your feet into the ground mm-hmm. before you get that pound. Mm-hmm. And um, like we mentioned before, if you guys haven't caught on to this, um, this sock is special engineered for those uh, special positions, uh, more directly doggy style. She could wear the socks as well as you. Um, in addition to uh, these these socks being on their website, and if you use the discount code of Trucker69, you can get a 15% off discount code, and that will be at their website, which is clapcleats.com. I'm getting kind of some brain fog there. But, yeah, clapcleats.com. Um, put in discount code trucker69 for a 15% discount. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you're going to love these socks. Um, I'm going to go into my Trump. These socks are great. A lot of people love these socks. You will love these socks. Mm-hmm. Very fine socks. Yeah. they should. What they should do next is the um, is the shower shoes. Ooh. I think that would be. I think, I Damn, even... with the little suction cups on the bottom. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Like... She'll be in there, man. You want to talk about, dude, that, man, they might call the police. <laughs> They're like, there's so much noise going on upstairs. <laughs> there's a lot of water splashing going around. Hmm. Yeah, facts. You can hear it right now. You thought I was going to fall, huh? <laughs> you thought I was going to fall? <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen, like, two, like, it'll be two dogs. One time it was two dogs in the middle of the street having sex, and, like, the dog could get stuck in there. Yeah. I was like, "Yo, that's wild. That's some sticky pussy right there." Yeah, nah, that's some yeah, that's some super tight stuff, man. <laughs> that dog is like, "I wasn't expecting this." <laughs> yeah, that's the worst. Like animals be seeming like they're in so much pain during I, sex. It's wild. One time a dog was about to get on it and then his, uh, a magnum fell out his fur. I'm dead. <laughs> oh, he, had, he had a condom fall out. It was a, mag- a gold wrapper fell out his fur. It was a, it was a German Shepherd. <laughs> you sure it wasn't Durex? Oh my God, Durex <laughs> the worst condom ever made. I ain't gonna front. I, I, you know, not very often, but I have used the Durex. If That's I, a know. terrible Durex. Feel like you putting a grocery bag on your dick. That's crazy. You'd be like, man. You don't. You feel like you. It feel like you could put cartons of milk in that motherfucker. That shit is just, <laughs> it's just not a. It's That's not, not a. Sure. It's not your but, cup of tea. It's bad enough. I gotta wear a condom, but now I gotta wear this. The Durex. Yeah, this is terrible. <laughs> this is that. They should. Durex need to change. Have a slogan. Durex condoms for terrorists. <laughs> just give all the terrorists these condoms. <laughs> these are motherfuckers that should wear. That's crazy. All right, switching gears. Let's get right into it. Recently, Kim Kardashian made a statement, and some people had, she got a lot of backlash for it, uh, more specifically talking about work. And I'll run the clip to it for my phone. Have a good work environment oh, where everyone. Let's go all the way back. Nobody wants to work these days. You That's have to, so true. You have to surround yeah. yourself with people that want to work. Have a good work environment where everyone loves what they do because you have one life. No toxic work environments. And show up and do the work. If you're the smartest person in that room, you've got to go to another room. Like, you don't, I want to be around really successful people because that's going to drive me to be successful. A lot of people. All right, that's pretty much what you get from Kim Kardashian. She says nobody wants to do the work, right? And, and I think a lot of people took it out of context. Um, and what I will say is, 
a lot of people took it out of context already because it's socially acceptable to hate Kim Kardashian, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's number one. Number two, everybody wants to reduce her to that sex tape with Ray J. That's that's another thing. But I know there's a lot of women who have fucked on camera before. There's a lot of women that got sex tapes and they didn't get the success that Kim got. Now, in no way, shape, or form, I'm just jumping out to defend Kim, but I'm not trying to bash her either. Um, I think that she maybe should have been a little more self-aware and been more specific, saying people in my field don't want to do the work anymore. If she said people in my field, that'd be fine. But a bunch of working class people picked up this clip and thought that they that she was talking about them. And, you know, it's people that work two and three jobs that still broke as a motherfucker. And mm-hmm. they like, oh, my God, you rich, privileged, Pete Davidson sucking, you know. <laughs> so that's that's the thing. Um and it's, yeah, I don't think she was wrong for what she said. The statement was perfectly fine. I just think that when the average American person, the working class person in America hears that, they're like, who do you think you are to make a statement about somebody not wanting to work when you don't even do a job? And in and, and our minds, we feel like work is subjective. Everybody's work is different. Mm-hmm. Kim Kardashian, for what she does, she does work hard. Mm-hmm. Um, like, She's done a great job over she stood the test of time in grabbing people's attention. Yeah. Nobody has done a better job at that than that whole family, but more specifically Kim Kardashian. Yeah. So it's something to think about. Yeah, I, I, to me, I just don't I don't kill the messenger messenger these days. Yeah. I think that if excuse me, if Donald Trump had some advice on starting a business, um and it was good advice and it was something that I could um like wrap my head around and I understood and it's, you know, there was steps in order for me to, you know, reach a certain level of success, then I would listen to Donald Trump. So I I, I just don't understand like why people um, get so angry at whomever for giving advice. I think even, you know, even in terms of like, um, uh, like we talked about it before, like if, if a homeless guy is giving you some advice about finances or if a homeless guy is giving you some advice about, you know, staying out of the streets or whatever the case may be. I think if it was great advice and it was and it was something that um, that I could see, like he he sounds like he knows what he's talking about, then I, I would listen to them. Yeah. I just think that, you know, like you said before, people see Kim Kardashian and it's almost like she can't she can't do anything unless unless she's primarily probably speaking to her stands. People that just genuinely love her or those, you know, millions of followers that she has on uh, on Instagram that, you know, just idolize her. Um, You know, to those people, they would probably see this message and be like, "Okay, this is exactly what I need to do. Mm. But then there's a small group of people that just hate on anything she does. They're going to. Yeah. yeah, but I, I just think like even whether it's her or her sister, like anybody that's successful that's giving me gems like that, I'm going to listen to it. But mm-hmm. also like it is Kim Kardashian, so that that information is kind of basic. And basic in a way that anybody speaking from that space is going to speak. Like at a certain point, Eric Thomas, Gary Vee, um, anybody at that level, like – it's they have like simplified the steps to be successful yeah right um and i think that works for people that are just starting out right but i think once you reach a certain level of like like it's like not successful and then successful like we're somewhere right here in the gray area like we need like 
real finite steps. That's to, a fact. Like, and if she was like, hey, you know, this is the type of um, companies I go through to create my makeup line. Or there you go. this is the, the people that I go through to get my brand deals. Or there this is go. how I found my agent. That's where, like. That's when it really starts to like yeah. make real sense. But I think yeah. like this information is it's nothing wrong with what she said. Like you said, they're they're just people that that hate on her. Um and she hasn't really done anything. Maybe there's some like subconscious stuff that she's done or like, you know, there's some things that there are a lot there are a lot of people that think she exploits black men and uh, she's like a serial dater and, you know, all these different things. I'm, I'm not that invested in her. Nah, so I, 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 I don't have that gripe. <laughs> you know what I mean? But nah. it, as far as like her success, it's something um, that maybe, you know, I say that because there are a lot of, like you said, there are a lot of women out here that got OnlyFans. There are a lot of women out here that got these um, homemade sex tapes that they film with some random nigga in Bakersfield, um, <laughs> and they not successful. No. You know what I mean? So I think those people should probably look up to her a little bit more because yeah. she's showing you the real blueprint to, yeah. um, to be I think, successful. I think the, the, the tone deaf thing from her from her was um, she generalized this. She basically gave general, like this general information. Like you mentioned, she didn't go through any specifics. Mm-hmm. So when you got a person that's that rich and they telling you this little basic shit, there have been too many celebrities that have done the same exact stuff. So we're tired of hearing like, if you want to be successful, just work hard and you'll get it. It's like, shut up. Mm-hmm. At some point, these celebrities need to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Unless you're offering real life examples of what you did. If you Like you said, this is who I went through to get this done. This is how much it, start, it costs to start this company. This is where you could use this distributor. If she goes through specifics, now we, we're, we're talking about something. But the, the tone deaf part about Kim Kardashian was you have to realize, like, what your position is and the actual information you're putting out. Like, for example, I'm like 6'2 and some change, right? So being over 6'2, if I said, man, like, short guys got to get over being short, bro. Stop being insecure about that. I'm speaking from a position of a person that's over six foot tall. So I could never quantify their experience as a man that's five foot six, mm-hmm. right? But I'm over here talking. And I think that that's how people felt when Kim Kardashian said this mm-hmm. and she didn't add any nuance. They said, oh, you talking to me? All you did was suck dick. All you yeah. do is take pictures on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And how dare you talk about me? So people people were quick to clap back because they are look most people hate their job and most people hate their life if we gonna be real, so a person like Kim Kardashian that gets to take pictures of her tits online and <laughs> she gets paid a lot of money for it, they like yo we not trying to hear what the fuck you talking about, but I think I think if she if she really wanted to have that conversation she could she could probably do it I mean she she used to be. Paris Hilton's personal assistant or something yeah. like that. She was just in her closet, organizing her closet on one of those yeah. episodes. You know what I mean? So if she wanted to have that conversation, she she probably could. You know, I yeah. wouldn't say she. it's not like she started from the bottom, but I think, you know, she could probably give some sort of story as to like, you know, what she was doing prior to, you know, this level of success that she had. I, I will say that the only person that I would respect that answer from, the whole shut up, you, you're rich or whatever, is... The person that's working extremely hard. Like if you mm-hmm. that person, you working three jobs and you barely uh, making ends meet, and you like, I don't want to hear this. I I do work hard. Then I would be like, okay, like you know, I I can entertain that 
that rebuttal to Kim Kardashian. But it's a lot of people that's not doing the work. You mm-hmm. know, it's a lot of people that um, that don't work hard, that are not making good decisions when they do uh, get some sort of money, and they still have a complaint about what she said. Those are yeah. the people that I can't really, I can't really respect. You know, yeah. their, their answers or their rebuttals. Yeah, but the, at the same time, it's also true that if you work hard without no vision and you mad because you work hard, you got to be mad at yourself after a while mm-hmm. because you're working. You're working, even if you you can make over a hundred some thousand dollars a year at a job and you work hard, but you're working a dead end job still because it's not making you rich, mm-hmm. first of all. And secondly, although you may be working hard, there's no end game. So it's like how how like I don't want to say how hard are you working because you could be working hard, but we mentioned it. It's still kind of subjective too. Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't I don't want people to think that. Um, it's okay. Well, it wasn't nothing wrong with what she really said. It genuinely was nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. It's just the messenger that's a problem. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Had I said that shit, nobody would have gave a fuck. I th- more, I was, than, more than yeah. half the people would have never heard it anyway. Yeah. But I, I think, like, that's what was so powerful about Charlemagne's book is he he puts a positive spin on everyone's own inherent privilege. You know what I mean? Mm. His book, Black Privilege, right? So... For her, Kim Kardashian is attractive. She was, you know, born into a family where her her dad was a successful lawyer and then her mom was, you know, I don't know what her mom did, but she was successful in her own right. And then her stepdad ended up being, you know, a successful athlete and he had his own, you know, financial successes as well. Um, And then they just leveraged that into a reality show and then reality show into different types of businesses. Um, But I think, like, the more important thing is to kind of, like, take your own privilege and and utilize that to your fullest capabilities. Like not everyone is attractive enough to be a model. You know what I mean? Right. Not, not everyone is speaks well enough to hold a podcast or to interview people for, you know, two hours or whatever the case may be. But I think, you know, we all have something that is inherently good at, I mean, that we are, in, we are inherently good at. Not everyone is, even if, you know, for LeBron James, like he, has been the best basketball player in not only his class, but, you know, from just a maybe a four-year span on either side of his age group yeah. for, you know, for the duration of his life. You know what I mean? So he has his own set of privilege. But um, for us to dismiss the amount of work that he's put in is kind of, like, dismissive in its own right. So I just think that we um, – we all have our, we ha- we all have something that we we can do. You know what I mean? I just think it's up to us to like maximize our potential, and that is like somewhat of a glass half full look at it. But yeah. I just think if we're going to, it's just not a successful mentality to just always be mad at successful yeah. people for the advice that they are giving to us. And they don't even have to. She doesn't have to speak. She doesn't have to answer these questions. I think people have an inclination to hate rich people. Mm -hmm. Like, they just, they just, like, after a while, they just fucking hate rich. Am I peeking? No, you should be good. I'm good? Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Just making sure, because Mike sounded a little bit up. Mm -hmm. Be straight? Yeah, you're good. Okay, cool. Um, Yeah, I just think people, after a while, they start hating rich people. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing as, like, rich people aren't paying taxes. It doesn't, it's not right. And it's like, hold on a minute. If you know when I become successful, I don't want to pay no fucking taxes either. Yeah, and it's and, and it's a it's a sad mentality because people that are like poor that be like, why do I pay more in taxes than them? That's not right. And it's like, well, they have the actual lawyers and people that know the tax codes to help them 
save their money. Mm-hmm. And I think that we would all protect our money. And then you getting mad at them saying they should be taxed more when they're not even transparent with you where your tax money's going. Yeah. So you want them to get taxed more for what? Yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck about what they're doing, but this is what we do as a society when we're not happy with our own lives. Yeah. We tend to attack people for their life. Mm. I'm not mad at rich people, bro. I'm genuinely not. I'm not mad at Kim Kardashian. Yeah. I think especially when you have when you have a trajectory for your life and where it's going to go and you feel like you're going to be worth millions of dollars someday and you're going to be successful. Hey, more power to Kim Kardashian. She found a way to monetize her life, you know, and she's yeah. been doing this shit for a long time. Do I watch the show? Fuck no. Yeah. I don't care about what they're doing over there. Some people just have a broke mentality, man. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's just in you, you know? And then until you kind of open your mind to the possibilities that this country and this world has to offer, then you just always going to be mad, you know? You tend to pay less attention to certain shit when you have a direction in life. Like, it's certain stuff, like, you'd be like, man, why they wearing that? They're always wearing that for no reason. Or why they always doing that? You tend to not do that when you actually have a direction of where you're going in life. Yeah. You tend to give less fucks about what the fuck Kim Kardashian's doing when you have purpose in your life. I'm just being honest. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I remember I used to low-key do that, and I didn't even realize why I was doing it. Mm-hmm. It's just because when you don't have a real sense of direction in life, you tend to notice things that mean nothing. Yeah. Like, what Kim Kardashian's saying, I take the good from it in the bad. I just listened to an episode with Donald Trump, mm-hmm. and I'm not a fan of him, but he made some great points. He made some points I didn't agree with. But I don't be like, I'm, I'm so gung-ho at disliking him so much that I invalidate the whole person. That's yeah. another problem we have. is We tend to, when we make a decision about people and we decide that we don't like them as a person, we invalidate everything they say. And then we make it like that's a legit thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what a lot of people did with Kim K, bro. She really didn't say nothing wrong. But because it's Kim Kardashian, they just want to keep bringing up that same sex tape that was trash. Yeah, I I think like if you have that mentality, you're you can have that mentality about anybody, man. Yeah, you can. You'd be like, oh, Beyonce's only successful because she's really good at singing and dancing, or Jay Z is only successful because he used some drug money and then he put it in the music business. Oh, Kevin Hart's only successful just because he was very funny, and you know when you're very funny, you have the privilege of you know doing stand up and all this stuff. It's just like, like you just you can have that mentality till you. You say you roll over in your grave right. and it's not going to change anything about, you know, your own success or your own financial right. success. So it's just like we I think we just overall have to change our mentality. Yeah. If you don't like what Kim Kardashian said, like, so be it. But don't dislike it because you're um, maybe like spiteful at right. other people's success. Yeah. There's a certain amount of bitterness and people will say, I'm not bitter. I just don't like her. And it's like, okay, cool, but I think that you would notice less things about Kim Kardashian had you had purpose in your life. Yeah. And, and you know, had you had something moving, mm-hmm. you know? But, hey, that's neither there nor, here nor there. We don't want to attack people and saying, oh, y'all broke because y'all, y'all broke because y'all don't like him. That's not the message. Mm-hmm. The message ultimately is, like, if you're unfulfilled, you will notice more things that you really shouldn't even notice. Yeah. It's not even finance. It's just just a mentality. Bro, it's, it's a broke mentality. You're mm-hmm. broken. Mm-hmm. So yeah, work on that, man. Just continue to work on yourself. Yeah, me and Keith both aren't rich at ourselves. Yeah, you know we're still working to attain where we want to go, but we, mm-hmm. we remain consistent and we keep a great attitude and we keep on pushing forward. And I I suggest you guys do the same thing. Yeah. All right. 
Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Switching gears. Yeah. Nicki Minaj. Recently, Nicki Minaj did an interview with Joe Budden. Great interview, by the way. Mm-hmm. And on that interview, she talked about, you know, um, you know, from the uh, since the like inception of her career. Right. She talked about, you know, she talked about Lil Wayne and other rappers that would be in the studio and they would have thick women in the studio with big booties. Like it'd be every other day they got a new girl in there with a big booty and they would have them in the studio and they would have those girls in the studio to watch the reactions of those women whenever they started making new songs. Cause they would, they would, they would, those women would be their motivation and curators. Yeah. Like curators. They would literally look at the reaction and the behaviors of these big booty women. This is no lie. They would look at these big booty women and if they would dance or how they react to the music and it would give them, it would almost affirm their art. Yeah. You know what I mean? So And uh, smash something after you leave. Yeah, the they was fucking them too. But anyway, um, <laughs> um, Nicki Minaj was mentioning this and she and uh, Lil Wayne and, and other artists that were in there, they would like uh, crack jokes. They would like crack jokes on Nicki, you know, because Nicki really had no booty like that before surgery. But they they assumed because Nikki was securing herself and they looked at her as a strong woman, that confident they, rapper, like a confident rapper. They didn't think it was a problem, but deep down inside, Nikki said it was tearing her up mm-hmm. and it was hurting her. And she just ended up getting ass injections because of how in invalidated she, or how invalid she felt as a woman about her body. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, wow, this is fucking crazy. But mm-hmm. I think people need to hear this. Mm-hmm. She got ass shots because not only because of the women that were coming in there with big booties. You know, but because of how the men reacted to these big booty women Mm -hmm. and she just went out and got ass injections and it wasn't even done at like a medical facility. It wasn't even done safely. Like she said, she went to like somebody's house and got it done. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. You know, this up and coming rapper that goes and does an unsafe procedure just to get a big ass. Yeah. Almost risking your life. Almost risking your life to get it done just because you want um, you know, you want to feel valid, you mm-hmm. know, and she also mentioned that she feels partly responsible about the lot of the surgeries that women are doing to themselves um, because she said that, you know, it's almost like a, a, a female rapper starter kit where they just get a whole new body, mm-hmm. you know, like Saweetie did it. Saweetie, I think she's very attractive, but like at the same time, like she got everything fake now. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't. And my thing is, is if you a man and you have an opinion about a woman's body. They will say, you need to shut up. You don't know what it's like to be a woman, blah, blah, blah. But let me be clear when I say this. I have a genuine concern. Um, I have a genuine concern because it's a bunch of women walking around feeling like they're not enough. Mm-hmm. That's not good. Mm-hmm. You know, you're getting your, and there's a bunch of posters. I was telling Keith, I was telling you the other day. Yeah. There's a bunch of posters on Rosedale of like, life is too short. Get the pout. Like telling women to get the lip injections. And another mm-hmm. one is, um, BBLs like it's a, a billboard to get your ass done another one to get your lips done and then it was another one wasn't it like a discount code on one of those yeah it was a discount code <laughs> and then it was another one that was for like a freeze pin that you put on your face to get the wrinkles off mm-hmm. and it's all on the it's, these are less than like 200 yards away from each other mm-hmm. and I'm just like oh my god like how many women are going under the knife yeah. to look like something what I'm starting to notice too there is a look that's starting to just take over. Like, there's a bunch of women that look the same because they all got these lip jobs done. Mm-hmm. It's women getting their asses done. Like, it'll, it's regular women. Like, they got a job at Target, but they got ass injections. Why? Yeah. Why? Mm-hmm. You know? And the thing about it, too, is I don't want to jump too far. But 
um, imagine this. Imagine if a bunch of men, a new surgery came up where we all we all went out and got surgeries and we all had these thick, uh, these girthy 12-inch penises. Mm-hmm. And we all walk around with these huge penises. Women would be pissed off. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, why are these men so insecure getting these surgeries? And mm-hmm. they all got, they're like, I can't handle all of that. Whatever, right? <laughs> it would be a bunch of women complaining about why do all these men have 12-inch girthy penises, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. But the thing about it is it's a genuine concern from women at that point. Like, why are y'all doing this? Yeah. Like, size ain't that important. Come on, man. Yeah. But as a man, I have a genuine concern about women because they're going under the knife for no reason. This women that got decent bodies is doing this. Yeah. And even if you don't, like, if you ain't got no booty, that's fine. That's what God gave you. Get the Stairmaster. Yeah. yeah. You do enough Stairmaster, it'll turn that little flat booty, it'll curve it up a little bit. Have you... What, have? This is a sidebar, but have you seen, like, some crazy, like, booty transformation? Yes, I have. Yeah. Yes, I have. That's crazy. I've seen have... women that were skinny, and now they got fat asses now. I'd be yes, having I have. whole... Uh... Like whole regimens that women be selling online. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's real. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen women that were skinny and they just start eating more calories and working out, working out, working out. Mm-hmm. And you see them like four years later, and you just like Jesus Christ! Oh Cheeked my God! Up, huh? Yeah, it's just just like a like a dump truck. Yeah, and it's a natural way to do it. And I don't and I don't get disrespectful. I'm like, oh my God, you really transformed yourself a lot. I remember you from a couple years ago. Those some like, nice pants you got on. Like, oh my God, thank you. Hey, yeah, that's a good one though. <laughs> when you want to like say something to a girl, but you don't want to be disrespectful, <laughs> like <laughs> like if you see a chick with really nice breasts and you don't want to be disrespectful, just be like, I really like your shirt a lot. <laughs> it's a really nice shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a really man. nice shirt you got on. <laughs> wow, that's some nice pants. <laughs> oh, thank you. I, I got these pants. I don't give a fuck where you got the pants from. That's not what I'm trying to That's not what I'm the of this. I got these from Target. Thank you. <laughs> My boyfriend likes them too. Oh, God. I want to hear about your goddamn boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Just leave me on red. If I'm talking, if I'm talking crazy in the DMs, just leave me on red. Don't tell me. Don't mention your boyfriend in the conversation. Yeah, you're like, yeah. Like, imagine you make you have like a sexual innuendo. Like, yep. Like, like when I'm doing it from the back. LOL. They'll be like, yeah, from the back. Like my boyfriend likes doing it. They like, will say, that, like, oh my god. Will say, like, like, god damn. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. Just leave me on red. Yeah. Don't entertain my conversation by mentioning your boyfriend. Like from the back is great. And you know what else is cool from the back, my boyfriend? <laughs> 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 this conversation is not going where I intended it to go. Uh, That's but, hilarious. Yeah, in regards to Nicki Minaj, she felt invalid as a woman because of this, but she also feels partly responsible for like the, it's like a, a female rapper starter kit she, that uh, Joe Budden had mentioned about women getting these new bodies. But then that's having a rippling effect onto regular women because you know hip hop is a hip hop culture impacts a lot of people. It's the number one genre in America. Mm-hmm. Um, she also mentioned how like Future, the rapper Future, how he talks about pills and Percocet and all of that. Yeah. She said that she had a conversation with Future and Future said, man, they don't even know I'm really a lightweight. I don't even be doing drugs or none of that. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy how so many people are sipping lean and taking Percocets and shit. And it's partly because of what they're hearing in the music. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's nuts, man. Yeah. I think with the, with the whole, um, I think, it, you know, I give, um, her, I applaud Nicki Minaj for even speaking so candidly right. about the, the ass shots and stuff like that. Because one, to you know, to admit you're insecure about something is 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 a big deal. 
um, I think the thing that I took away from it, you know, outside of um, her speaking about things is like from the other perspective, like from um, like from the not really from the guy's perspective, but from a person that is like cracking jokes on certain people. Um, I think it's, you know, it's all fun and games. Like sometimes we just crack jokes on each other. But I think me, I've been a little bit more mindful of like people's insecurities and not trying to pile on to those things. Um, And this nigga, Eddie on Instagram. Um, But but um, I think that when it when it comes to like, you know, just even making little comments about certain things like and it happens a lot of times like a guy may say something to a girl um, about it could be something about her, like actually being skinny or something mm. about whatever. And I, and I, you know, personally heard them like, Oh my gosh, like don't say that. Or yeah, like, I, I hate that about myself or right. whatever the case may be. So I think I taking that away from this conversation, I've just been more mindful of, um, you know, keeping my comments to myself or just being more aware of the fact that people do have insecurities and, you know, and I can, you know, depending on the comment, I can, um, you know, pile on to something that they're battling with or they're dealing with themselves. So I just think that's, you know, something that we as we, we as people have to be mindful. I of. think me more as men need to be mindful. And the reason why I say that is because men are less affected by certain comments than women. Women have a lot of women have body issues. This is what I've learned mm-hmm. over the years. A lot, even the women that you would look at and be like, man, her body is crazy. Her breast. Look at her skin. Yeah. Her hair, those same fucking hot women got body issues. Yeah. And it's like you would never think that they do. Mm-hmm. You would never think that they do, but they do. Mm-hmm. Those like little jokes that we might say here and there, they kind of like permeate in, like, into these women. Mm-hmm. And they take it to heart and they feel horrible. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it, though, like with me, I feel like you're, you're always going to either offend or make somebody feel a certain way without knowing. And it's not always intentional. But I think like there's a certain toxic culture that we have, whether it's for women or men, where we kind of over celebrate big asses. Mm-hmm. Like the shit that Lil Wayne then was doing, that's kind of unnecessary, personally. Yeah. I don't have an infatuation with big asses. I like big asses, mm-hmm. but I like all asses. I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. I really do. I just like all types of shapes of women. That's just how I, I like black women, white, Mexican, all of them. Yeah. You know? Um, but my thing is, is I just don't have an infatuation with a infatuation with a specific type of woman, mm-hmm. but that's just me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think also like to cut them some slack in a sense, like they have, uh, the privilege of having any woman they want. To. That's a fact. Yeah. So at, at a certain point, that's it's just like, I, I, I want the biggest and best of whatever the case may be. That's a fact, because I don't have the privilege of having any woman I want. Yeah, I guess if, you know, if you like, if you would, if you have the opportunity to have a girl with a flat ass or a girl with a big butt and you're a millionaire and you're the biggest, best rapper in the world, it's just like, I'm probably much much rather have the thick woman sitting in the studio. But girls with little asses are really Mm underpresented. They're very underpresented. I've Mm -hmm. seen girls with small, I've dealt with women with small asses and they were very attractive. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't yeah. got to have a dump truck back there. Mm-hmm. And here's the worst thing, and this is a little bit too TMI, but I don't think every man is qualified to be with a woman that's thick like that. Yeah. If you like thick women, you definitely got to have enough dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't have no girl with a giant ass and you ain't got enough dick. Yeah. 
You gotta be. You gotta have the equipment, man, or you don't even don't even mess with them. Yeah, didn't or else you're just hitting a missionary, and it's like you wasting a big ass. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you wasting all that ass. <laughs> yeah, you just wasting ass at that point, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, funny. yeah, yeah. That's hilarious, though. <laughs> Never thought about it that way. <laughs> at that point, you're just wasting ass. <laughs> that's facts. Yeah, man. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a for sure like uh been a huge ripple effect and i think like with Nicki minaj and like she said like that's like the the starter kit for any female yeah. rapper and some you know and not even just rappers like some of the the r&b singers like uh what's the girl michelle k michelle k michelle yeah, yeah. we've seen dej loaf and yeah uh, saweetie and all these didn't k michelle have a surgery that went bad or something like that i think so her I think booty her dropped like busted or something yeah like one that. of her ass implants dropped yeah it's just so it's so dangerous for um women to do this and you know and, and that was a i seen a tiktok video where um when you, because when you go get the surgery, you can't sit down on your butt. Yeah. So there was a TikTok video, and they were coming back from Miami, and it was probably like four or five different women, and you, you know, you sit on a plane, and it's two seats or three seats next to each other. Right. But it was a bunch of them like turned around on their knees. Yeah. So they were right, almost riding the plane on their knees. It was, it was very weird. But they all had got the 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 surgery you know and you can't sit down for like a month or so so that's crazy yeah i wonder if you sit if you sit on your butt if it just flatten your shit out I, now, yeah. now you got a big flat ass yeah that'd be disgusting yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey man i look we're cracking jokes on it there's some women that probably want to do it and i don't i just it's just crazy I, I really would if i had to look at one thing it's a mixture of like hip hop culture with these women getting bodies, whatever. But it's also Instagram. Mm-hmm. There are there are more women with fake bodies that get a bunch of attention on on that platform than anywhere else. Mm-hmm. There's so many women that get it, and some of these women that get these BBLs, some of it be looking kind of good. Like you wouldn't be able to tell. Like if they get a good surgeon, you won't be able to even be able to tell that they got a BBL done, unless you know them before. Yeah, if you know them before, you know that the ass is fake. That's but here's the now. here's the scariest thing about this. We're putting foreign objects in our body, not knowing the long-term effects. Well, some of it is fat fat transfers. Yeah, some, but a lot of that shit is still that BBL is, is pretty dangerous, man. Mm-hmm. BBL is, is a dangerous procedure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of women are getting sick. Back in the day, they had these breast implants. I I seen a uh uh, I forgot the 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 type of material they were using, but it was causing women to have like illnesses, mm-hmm. and women had to end up getting them removed because they were getting very sick. Mm-hmm. They didn't know why, but it was the breast implants, and they were leaking, and 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 the actual the sac that was leaking was going into their bloodstream, mm-hmm. so it was fucking them up. Mm-hmm. Like these ass and all these different procedures, you don't know how that's going to affect you. You're going to be sixty three years old with a big droopy ass. Yeah. Sometimes you don't want to make long-term decisions based on, like, on temporary feelings. Like right now, you want to get a fake ass. That's that's why I think like the whole those workouts. Mm-hmm. Like women should be forcing this. Like if I had that type of like, say it's like a workout kit to get a fatter butt. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's all natural, right? Right there, wherever those billboards are with the BBLs and all that stuff, I yeah. would put one right behind it. Like, mm-hmm. yo, get my workout program, and then put the woman with the flat butt, and then. You know, six weeks later, with the little, 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 little roundness to the to the cakes or whatever, mm-hmm. 
um, just because like it's you're you're almost using the marketing of the BBLs and all the other Instagram girls to kind of to uh, to yeah, promote that. That's as well. why, like, if I had a girlfriend and she was um, trying to you know work on herself, I would not only would I encourage that, but if she was really working hard and I seen like a small change, I would like gas her up a little bit, mm-hmm. like. Oh yeah, that ass is really—it's really getting super I'm round chunky now. Right now. Oh yeah, that thing looking good. Mm-hmm. You know, smack it a little bit and just make smack her, it a little bit. Yeah, smack <laughs> her booty a little bit. Grab it, make her feel really good about herself <laughs> because they need that, man. Yeah. Because if if not, what's going on is they doing this. But let me be clear, because there's gonna be some women that just take all this out of context when they hear two men talking about a woman's body and think that we're mansplaining. Now, what I'm not gonna do is I'm not in the position of a woman. That is not happy about her body, right? So I can never, I can never quantify the feeling of a woman that is unhappy with herself. Yeah, like you don't know what it's like. You're a man. You don't know how it feels. I don't know how it feels. But what the point I'm trying to get across is that you're enough. That's the point I'm trying to put across. Is you're enough how you are. If you want better, you could get better, but just do something else. If you work out and put in the work, but also people lazy too. They don't want to do the work. Some people don't. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to yeah. get that done. But yeah. you also got to understand how much the work that you do when in regard or what you pay for to get done could make you look stupid in the long run. Because if you're a girl that really is kind of skinny, you're a small figured woman and you get a fake ass. Now you got a big ass and skinny legs and now it looks worse. Mm-hmm. Dude, there's a chick that goes to the gym and it, it's like obvious. It's not like I'm like staring her down and judging her body. But it, there are a lot of women that are skinny and they got toothpick legs. And it looked like, you seen that movie, A Bug's Life? Mm-hmm. It looked like the big sack that's on the ass mm-hmm. and they got them little, little legs. Ant or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's wild, man. <clears throat> it's like, dude. Man, I seen a woman so thick in the gym one time. And this was like a couple, maybe like a month ago. Mm-hmm. Um I was gonna text you <laughs> just to have somebody to talk to about. <laughs> yeah, this is, I gotta wake Eddie up. This is, this is, <laughs> yeah, it's what thickness. I, in here. What I do, bro, is is there. There are a lot of very attractive, thick women in the gym. I don't walk up on women when they working out. I leave them alone. I let them do their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I do is when they come into my line of sight, I'm looking at that ass. That mug fat. I'm looking man. every time. See, yeah. the difference, I'm a man. I'm going to look, but I don't stare. There's a difference. Yeah. I don't stare at a woman while she's working out. That's yeah. weird. But I am looking at that ass. Yeah. Yes, I am. <laughs> there are some nice ones at the gym I go to. That's in there, way. Oh, yeah, definitely. What, <laughs> what, what another, you know the most respectful way you could check a chick out in the gym? The most respectful way you could do it is a combination, bro. Like, first of all, you need to be going hard for yourself. Mm-hmm. So when you basically, like, I'm not saying act like you don't see her, but when you focus on yourself and you're working out hard, you sweat and you really putting in work, and then you use the mirrors to look at that ass. You don't got to really turn around and look. That's fact. Just use the mirrors, bro. You can see everything you need to see by looking through the mirror and just go on about your day and don't don't even worry about it. The funny part is when you catch the other dudes in there looking too. Oh, bro. You know what I don't like to do? <clears throat> and I don't do this because some dudes is just too out of control. You will mutually, like not mutually, but you will like, you'll see the ass, they'll see the ass and they turn around and look at you and they try to like start a, man, you see that man? Oh, man. It's yeah, like, we're not going to have a conversation. We're not going to have no conversation. We're not having homie. a podcast about the ass. Yeah, we're not about to have a whole conversation about how thick that girl is, bro. Because <laughs> first of all, women know when men are looking. Yeah. Women, for, women that know they got a fat ass or they got whatever they got, 
they know that men are looking at them, bro. Mm-hmm. They know it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not I'm not gonna make it obvious. I've had some it's some women that's so thick you can see it from the front. Yeah, for sure. And I was working, I, I was I was doing um I think I was doing like a back and I was mm-hmm. pu- doing a lap pull down machine. This girl was walking towards me, but I wasn't like I could she walked in my line of sight. I seen her hips. I'm like, this girl is ridiculously thick. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not gonna turn around and look. But what I could see through my peripheral is when she walked past me, she turned around and looked. Mm, Some women just want to catch yeah. you looking at their booty. They just want to catch you. That's their affirmation right there. It's like, yeah, he's looking, he's looking. Yeah. 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 It's hilarious, too. When you catch them, you could catch women. They be looking to see if you're looking. Mm-hmm. And then she went around the corner, and I'd already seen the booty, so I'm like, I'm not going to keep looking. And then I seen her again through my peripheral looking again. The gym is so funny, man. Like, yeah. sometimes I'd be in there, and mind you, I'll just have, like, my sweats on and maybe a sweatshirt or something like that or some shorts. And um, just when you think about how men dress for the gym in comparison to women, oh man, for women it's like a, it's a whole fashion show, bro. It's you wild. Know, they got the designer yoga pants on, or they may have a little the little uh, tight top on, or yeah. showing their stomach and stuff like that. I'd be like, damn, this is is just interesting. This one chick was naked up in there. I was like, god damn, that's wild. Where's your <laughs> Where's your pants at? <laughs> but my my thing is is like there's this you know like. Don't like just don't say anything. You don't have the right to say anything about a woman's body. Just shut up. Mm-hmm. Like and it's like, girl, shut up. I'm looking at ass. I'm a grown man. Yeah, you got the to. same way y'all looking at our dicks when we wore sweats to the gym. So mm-hmm. shut up, okay? Mm-hmm. Everybody's objectifying everybody to a certain degree. But truth about it is, you should be respectful. You shouldn't be staring women down at the gym. You shouldn't be trying to just so, like just solicit a bunch of attention to women at the gym. Just be. Um, be normal. cordial. Just be cordial. I wouldn't even say normal because normal for everybody is different. Yeah, but it just is. be cordial. Normal man. for some niggas is like, I need you. Yeah. I want your body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Sometimes you'd be seeing some girls so thick that you just want to tell somebody. You, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, but I was man. like, this nigga Eddie might just be like, okay. <laughs> so I was like, I ain't going to do nah, it. No, but I, I got it. I think me and you kind of have similar tastes. Yeah. So I'd be like, yeah, Keith, he must really be yeah, he must I need re- to see. <laughs> it must really be some thickness. Yeah, in it really must be. Yeah. The only way I was going to tell you is if like we had to talk about something else. Uh, like if we was going to talk about the podcast, I'd be like, damn, boy, it was. Some Sometimes goodness. though, if you describe a certain type of woman, be like, oh, yeah, she bought that. I'm like, oh, I always see her there. Pro- yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. It was one girl that I literally never talked to. She's very, very attractive. She's mm-hmm. a white chick. Very attractive. Mm hmm. But I just go in there and do my job. I go in there to work out and go about my business. Mm-hmm. And uh, one day she just comes up next to me on the stair the stair climber, and she's like, "How many minutes are you doing?" And I was like, 40. She's like, "Oh, I want to I want to go next to you. Let's let's like she's basically like just trying to like just some healthy mm-hmm. like healthy competition type thing. She wasn't trying to come on to me. I didn't try to get all you know um, extra personal. Mm-hmm. Like, so do you have a boyfriend or? We yeah. was going at it on the stair climber. She was turning her speed up. I was turning my speed up. Yeah. She was trying to keep up with me. But that's the thing. When you just mind your business in the gym, I think women respect you a little bit more. Yeah. You know, because they know you're going after what you you have a plan in there. Yeah. But tru- truth be told, truth be told, she was more attractive up close than far away. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to grab her booty, but I don't touch. Oh women. my god! I don't. I don't grab women. That's assault. That's crazy. <laughs> that thought is wild. <laughs> hey, it's a real thought. Mm-hmm. It's a real thought. But I'm like, man, I'm not. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a decent man. I don't. Yeah. I don't operate like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen that uh, that guy on TikTok that does like the um, 
he'd be cracking different women's backs. Yeah, like chiropractor, but it'd be like overly sexual. sexual. Yeah, they, like they'll crack the ones. Be like, yeah, uh. <laughs> like what are you doing? But it'd be like the thickest women. You'd be like, dog, what's going on? Yeah, he'll do like, and what it'll do is he, he got like the middle of the uh, the middle of the table like lifts up. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, put your leg up, and then he lifts the table up right there, and he cracks the back, and you see they booty jiggling and shit. Yeah, he'd be cracking their back in sexual positions. Yeah, like reverse. How you cracking somebody back in reverse cowgirl? Yeah, he cracking their back in doggy style. <laughs> Uh, that feels so much better, Doctor. <laughs> Ooh. That's wild. Dude. Like, why are you cracking your back with clap cleats on? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, man? That sounds crazy. Yo, it was this. He had this, uh, this, this black chick on the table, mm-hmm. and she was just her body was just stupid, like mm-hmm. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, "All right, I want you to lift your leg up, put it across my chest." And then, like, I was just like, "Bro, like that shit look wild." It be it's sex, dude. Yeah. And the doctor, and what the, the doctor I see, he's not a bad looking dude. Like yeah. he's like a regular looking dude. Um, but it seems as if like. There's more of a relationship between him and the girls. Yeah, even the mar- the marketing of it. Right. I, I know, like it, like to only like that's all you have in your office is the thickest women wearing yeah. yoga pants. You yeah, know what I'm it, 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 the reason why I bring up the dude's looks is because he uh, he's a very accomplished um, chiropractor. Yeah, right. I just don't think they would feel as comfortable with some ugly dude with a small following cracking their back. They just yeah. would not do it. Yeah. Yeah, if the nigga in there looking weird, they are not going to be letting yeah, him do those positions. That's that privilege, man. What? Him having him just being attractive. Yeah. Like he got a certain level of privilege. Yeah, that and having that following. Yeah. But he's pretty good at his job. Mm-hmm. He yeah. Probably, yeah, you got it. Can yeah. you imagine how much you would trip a chick out if you having sex with her? You just crack her back while you're doing it? <laughs> you getting her back adjusted? <laughs> yeah, you hit her from the back. It's like, I can't arch it anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, wow. This is a new level of archiness. Oh, my God. I've never arched that much. <laughs> and when she just gets stuck like that. <laughs> oh, that's wild, yo. <laughs> like, I want you to crack my shoulder. <laughs> Imagine you like, oh, I can't do it anymore. My jaw is tired. And he'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> You feel better? <laughs> That's comedy. Yeah, that's wild. Th- those back cracking videos really, they really went up. It was one where dude was like almost hammering her anus. Like it was by that little. He had that that thing. Like yeah, that, that, it was a little thing. He was tapping. The hammer and it was like in between her. Like the crack was right here, and he was like hammering right here. Yeah, I, it, like, I seen one on TikTok. I don't know if I sent it to you, where he had her neck like from behind, mm-hmm. and then when he when he cracked her neck, she put like she like his. Her, he had his arms crossed around her neck. And then when he cracked her neck, she was like, ah. <laughs> like she, she grabbed him? Like she grabbed his arm yeah. like in like a sexual way. I'm yeah, just like. she ready. What the fuck? And then I put in the comments, I think she came, bro. Nah, you somebody, <laughs> somebody got to leave the camera rolling. Because usually they cut it off after the little thing. We need to see the aftermath. That these. shit just turned into that, cow, <laughs> that casting couch porn. <laughs> <laughs> oh man I, I met a guy um, when I used to work at the um, at the bar that was a masseuse and he would talk about like his like you know he, he was a he was a decent looking guy he was a little bit older probably in his 40s or something like that and just that level of intimacy that you're having with the women it's like 
I could imagine it just turns him on. So he talked about a few times where he was just smacking some of the uh, some of the females that he would really? have. Really? Yeah, he was giving massages too. Wow. So he just start playing with him, and all of a sudden he just in there smacking. I just think that if if a woman's not happy in a relationship, or if she's a single woman and she's like feels comfortable with you, and maybe you've built some dialogue with this woman, she's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go for it." Because there's women out there that would be like, yeah, I hit that. Like the same way men walk around and have an ego about women they slept with, which is very immature, by the way. Mm. But they have an ego about like, yeah, I hit that chick over there. There's some women that be like, yeah, I already hit that. There's some women that do that. Mm -hmm. So they probably don't have no problem fucking that masseuse. You ain't hit me. I hit you. But not even that. But shit, some women, trust me. Some women hit you before? Yeah. they (laughs) They didn't peg me or no shit like that, but. I've been hit. <laughs> you can tell when a woman fucked you, you fucked them. You can tell. That's hilarious, man. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's just that's how the cookie crumbles sometimes. That's how it, cr- it crumbles sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had to clarify that. I don't want the motherfuckers thinking the nigga getting pegged get out here. Damn. That's wild, yo. Mm-hmm. There was a uh, I forgot what it was. There was some girl that was, uh, I think it was on, uh, I forgot what podcast it was, but it was, uh, it might have been, it might have been Horrible Decisions, where some girl was on there. I don't think it was Wheezy or Mandy. They was like, there's nothing wrong with men getting pegged. It's just that they need, it's okay for men to explore their sexuality. Yeah, right. If your ass is getting pegged, that girl is going to be telling people like, I was pegging this dude. Yeah. Oh, she telling somebody. That's just, it's wild in general. And I've heard like, of women speak about their ex-boyfriends or whatever that yeah. wanted to get pegged. Yeah. <laughs> so I know yeah. it's not it's not something that's, you know, what happens in this bedroom is safe and sacred. Uh-uh. As soon as y'all break up, it's they go into the internet with that information. That's why you like getting pegged, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, man. You see what Amber Rose said about Kanye. She said something like, Kanye, you old finger in the booty ass. <laughs> But hey, is is that like a form? See, a lot of times women will make these certain statements, but y'all be it's real hypocritical. Because if I say like, uh, yeah, that's why you slept with all them dudes, it's like don't slut shame me. You're slut shaming. Yeah. But if you turn around and say, you old finger in a booty ass nigga, is that not like kink shaming? For sure, yeah. There was a there was a whole thing with uh, Lil Durk that was circulating because he basically said like the reason he got engaged to his girl India. Is because she had a low body count. Oh yeah, and a lot right of people that. was uh, getting mad about that. But uh, the way I look at it is like we're allowed to have a preference. We're allowed to have a preference. We yeah. are. There's nothing wrong. Like me, I feel like asking a woman her body count. I think I could already tell how many men that a woman has slept with just based on her sexual energy or her just her her personality. Yeah, you know so, what I mean. Somebody asked me that question, and I was, I basically said like. I would rather not have a woman that had like 70 partners. I just like OD. But I I basically said that uh, for my age that's 70 is like normal for you. Bro, okay, I'm 37, <clears throat> dog. So, if think about this from the age, let's say they've been fucking since 18 and you just been an average of I don't know how many dudes cuz women go through a whole phase. They they really they could be it could be at least 90. Except, bro, it's trust me. It's women my age that have, it's women my age that have fucked at least fifty three dudes, at least like fifty three. We gotta be giving real numbers here. 
Okay. If a woman is my age and she says, I've only been with three men, I'm like, shut your lying ass up. First of all, I don't yeah, even. Yeah, you is, bro. You, yeah, you pushing. You, you fucking lying. You late 30s. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You, ain't no way you don't fuck. I say, I still a lie. I don't care what nobody says. True. But uh, honestly, <laughs> a woman my age that fuck 30 dudes, that's a low number. Mm-hmm. Think about it. A woman that fucked 30 dudes, that's 37, that's a low number. So they probably has, they probably started having sex when they were. 18. A lot of women before, they've been fucking since 16. 16. Let's say 17. That's 20 years, 20 years of of sex. So that's probably like two or three, two or three dudes a year. Mm-hmm. Two or three different dudes though. Yeah. God damn. Women out here getting women out here having sex, bro. They just they'll never tell you. Se- the sex is fine, but I'm like, where are you finding like this many different people. It's easy. Men never stop coming at women. Mm-hmm. Men never stop DMing women. Men never stop giving women attention. All women do is pickly, is simply choose who they want to fuck. It's the the crazier part is it'd be some women like that, but it'd be some women that like 70 different niggas. Yeah. They're like, are in the talking phase of 70 different. 70 oh, man. Dudes. Women just be having so much energy around. Yeah. They, they have a dude that they're talking to. Then they got the nice guy that's not getting no pussy. Then they got the guy that's giving them free shit. Then they ain't yeah. getting no pussy. Then they got like two different dudes that they fucking. And yeah. women will have this whole rotation of men going on and they will never admit that they really are doing that. But when you know women personally mm-hmm. yeah. and you see the chaos that they have going on in their life, yeah. you know it's true. And yeah. it's some women that you would never think live like that and they do. And that's, that's I'm, not like here to, really? I'm, not, I'm not here to shame you. I'm not. It's women that's only 25, 26. They've already fucked over 20 people. Yeah. Hey, yeah, I guess that, that makes sense. Yeah, man. But I, the thing that I originally was going to say was that um, the number is not as important to me as, like, the, the, um, the sexual experience mm-hmm. and or the, the person. Right. Right. So if you got like a train ran on you or that's, something, it's like too, three that, dudes. That's, that's OD. That's too advanced for me. Um, that's too advanced. <laughs> <laughs> too advanced. Or if um, if it's somebody that like a particular person. There's certain people in Bakersfield I do not want to be Eskimo Bros with. No, 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 you know no, no, I mean? no, no. So no. yeah, we just gonna we gonna rule that one out. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. With me, I, I would say uh, I would want to deal with a woman that's very regular. When it comes to sex, nothing super advanced. I'm very, I'm very vanilla when it comes to sex. I just have very vanilla sex. French, French, French vanilla. Uh, uh vanilla bean. Vanilla bean. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm very vanilla when it comes to that. I probably like cookies and cream. Because <laughs> vanilla, but it got a little, little got a little. This nigga Neapolitan. <laughs> <laughs> You little ice cream sandwich ass nigga. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm like my thing is, is I'm not built for the woman that's done th- had threesomes with two dudes. I'm not built for that type of chick. Yeah, I'm sure that those type of women are probably decent human beings, but yeah, yeah I'm not. I'm not built for that. Yeah, yeah. Man, I, I, and people say, well, it's because your ego is fragile. Men have sex with two women in threesomes, and I'm like, I don't have the urge for a threesome myself. Mm-hmm. Some I know dudes that had a threesome, multiple dudes, and I'm like, I don't have a curiosity about it. I like, ain't gonna front I do. Really? Yeah. I don't care. I don't yeah. need one woman is enough for me. Yeah. I don't need two. 
Yeah. I don't need to be dealing with two women that's like, I'm going to come, just keep going, just keep going. <laughs> like, it's bad enough I got, you know, you got one woman that you're stroking her down yeah, to come. That's facts. Yeah, so now you got the, like, double trouble. either y'all going to have to <clears throat> lick each other or something. I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, but yeah, that was that was just something I had seen online. Damn, yeah. That's a trip. Mm. I wonder, you know what? I wonder if any of you guys, hmm, I might put up a poll. I'm trying to figure out how I would phrase the poll, though. Mm-hmm. What do you think? There's a different There's a different number for women who, or how many partners they've been with. Oh, like a, a, a greater gap. than, less than, yeah. I say, I say a low number, if, if a woman's 25, I say a low number for 25 is six. A low number for twenty five is six. Yeah, because you could. Six, it was probably six, a couple seven. boyfriends in there. Right, two right. Two or three boyfriends, two hookups. Yeah, a couple but hookups. Consistent hookups. Yeah, friend with benefits in there. Thirty, thirty. A low number is twelve. Okay. Thirty year old woman, twelve dudes. That's a low number. That's. Cr- I'm just thinking about like th- how it jumps up by. Yeah, yeah. I'm giving realistic numbers because I, I already know women be lying. They're not gonna tell you the yeah. truth. Yeah. So I, I I just I just have I create a number in my head and I'm like, hey, yeah. I don't give a fuck if a woman had a whole phase either. That just doesn't bother me. Yeah. Because I'm already knowing this is a human experience. Like, especially in college, men and women have whole phases. So I'm already knowing that number gonna jump. Like mm-hmm. if 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 a woman's if a woman's body count was a stock market, it would definitely be uh, on the up on the upswing. I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> and then as they find a dude they like, that's when all the stocks just start yeah. dropping. That Boom. pussy like the Dow Jones. Yeah, it's just going down, man. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It generally happens. They just um, have sex until they find somebody that that they, that they genuinely like. Yeah, they go through enough dysfunction until they finally decide. You know, I think what what were we talking about? I think it was more or less like the age women mature like relationships wise or their perception of it changes. Mm-hmm. I said the age is around uh the age of 27 and a half to 30. Mm-hmm. That's I, when they serious That's about. when they really start looking at men differently. Yeah. Cuz like when we're young when Oh men, yeah, we talk yeah, we talk. Yeah. About this when thing. men are young, women expect less from us because we nobody has shit at that young yeah. age. When you're 20 years old to 23, you know, women don't expect much from men. They're not really husband material. Yeah, they're not husband point. material. But yeah. when women get older and they mature and they want stability, they tend to choose certain men now. Yeah. You know, a man yeah. is probably this more mature, more financially responsible, things like that. Or if they, even if it is like a friend with benefits kind of thing. It's like a different type the of The energy got to be. Yes. Right, you know, if he, if his, you know, he might be a career, a career guy. Yes. And not no negative energy. Exactly. Around, like, you know. It's still a casual thing, but it's right. just like he's a person that you could actually go out to dinner with. And oh, a hundred percent, and and that's the thing. Like <clears throat> even even if women are just fucking in their thirties, it's usually with a dude that is he probably has something to lose. Like he probably has a house, and yeah. he might you know has a decent career, just an easy going dude. Yeah, because they're not gonna deal with trash that they dealt with like when they was twenty. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to deal with a dude that doesn't have a license. You just know what I'm fu- saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Not a nigga you gotta loan your car to. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta have more than dick when you in your thirties. Yeah, some women's body count when they get older drop too much. Dang. That it drops so bad they just be like, 
They just be frustrated. So much so they be doubling back to like yep. you know, got some guy that, you know, maybe five years ago he, you know, he was piping you down. Yep. You're like, damn, I wonder what he's doing these days. Yep. And you find him on Facebook. <laughs> yep. Or you just get a random friend request from some girl you had sex with like six years ago. <laughs> you just like, what's going on here? <laughs> you still got that dick? That's what she missed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like ah, oh, well, actually, I'm in Afghanistan right now. I went into the service. When you coming back? I'm about to take a Delta flight. I'm about to fly Delta to Iraq. Flying Delta to get dig down is crazy. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure some women. I mean, leaving there. the country in in the country is it makes more sense. But you going to Afghanistan? Women crazy. women be taking drives, man. They be taking drives, uh, driving for the D. Yeah, they be acting like they don't. Yeah. They'd be posting a Snapchat. They'd be like in San Francisco. You'd be like, what you doing out there? Oh, just visiting a friend. That's uh, <laughs> a B, man. So you got to get that road. Yeah, visiting them guts. <laughs> All right, switching gears. Ryan Coogler. Recently. Ah, man. Yeah, recently Ryan Coogler. And let me pull up the article here. Should have already had that prepared for the listeners. I deeply apologize for not being prepared once again. All right. Here it is. Uh, Black Panther director Ryan Coogler wrongly handcuffed at bank by police. A celebrated black director, Ryan Coogler, was trying to take out $12,000 from his checking account when the bank called the cops on him. When Ryan Coogler, the award-winning black director of Black Panther and Creed, tried to withdraw $12,000 from his bank account uh, earlier this year in Atlanta, uh, what... What should have been a mundane transaction took a nightmarish turn. Suspicious that Coogler was trying to rob the bank, the teller notified her manager and the police showed up. Eventually, two Atlanta Police Department officers approached the Oakland-born director. One briefly drew his gun, the other handcuffed him. They also detained two of his friends waiting outside. On January 7th, 2022, Coogler was waiting for bank employees to complete his transaction when a police officer called out to him and asked him to step away from the counter. According to police body cam footage obtained and edited by TMZ, a second officer uh, standing behind Coogler then takes his gun out of his holster before quickly replacing it. Whoa, whoa, what's going on? Coogler 35 asked as officers asked him to put his hands behind his back, hands behind his back. Okay, you got it. You got it. Is there a reason why you're doing this, bro? The footage then cuts to Coogler, who's handcuffed, standing near a police vehicle outside as he tells police to check his work badge hanging from his waist. I'll tell you everything about me, Coogler tells cops. If you just run my name, you'll you'll understand why you should take off these cuffs. Damn. And he was right about that. Now, I'll say this. And this is going to sound kind of fucked up. First of all, the bank teller that worked there was a moron. Right, she's a, yeah, pure idiot. She's a, she's an idiot. Okay, and here's the thing, um, you you can't. Most people will say, well, you can't blame racism because she's black. I disagree, and here's why. <laughs> I think that even your own people can have a racial stereotype towards you. Mm-hmm. Maybe in her mind, she felt that he was trying to stick the bank up and fraud them because she can't even see a person black. With that much money. $12,000. Yeah, he's withdrawn $12,000, and he probably more likely had millions of dollars in his... He's a very successful director. He probably had millions of dollars in his account. Mm-hmm. And he he authenticated his account. So what bank... He wrote down on a piece of paper what he wanted draw it out, and he didn't want to say it out loud mm-hmm. because he didn't want attention from everybody in the bank. 
because he, he he explained it though. He said that sometimes when I go to the bank and I withdraw a certain amount of money, that the time that it takes for them to count all the stuff, it just draws attention. It to draws me. attention to me. Yeah. yeah. So he he wanted them to be discreet. Mm-hmm. Now um now here's the thing, just because the teller was black doesn't mean that there wasn't some forms of discrimination against her own people, and that could have been like. There's no way that this this dude coming in here with a hoodie and a beanie on and shades is getting 12000 out. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Would you be less suspecting of a white man doing this? I'm just saying, like, we, we have to understand that you could receive a certain amount of bias from people who look like you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Who knows? Or if he looked like a rapper with three chains on maybe you will respect him more yeah balenciaga shoes and all this because that's what rich looks like to you you know that rich could look like anybody yeah like it doesn't have to look like quavo you know what i'm saying yeah yeah Yeah. remember we had that conversation it was like who looks more homeless j cole or uh childish gambino we might need to throw ryan coogler in it yeah ryan coogler Coogler look la homeless (laughs) he look fucking skid row homeless man (laughs) Uh, but that be I uh, we're only cracking jokes. But that is generally how he looks when he's shooting a film, right? Be, you know how like it'd be uh, Jay Z will grow his hair out and be like, oh, it's album mode. Yeah. Or, you know, you see like Kendrick Lamar with the crazy his beard, yeah, his stuff is grown. Um, it was just how Ryan Kluger. Jay Z be looking, looking like he got a bunch of fries in his head. <laughs> like this nigga got a whole uh, large fry in his head. They're like burnt fries. <laughs> comedy yeah man but that's the thing man imagine this and i've said this to myself before right i've said i've literally said this to myself before and realized that it was a bias and fucked up statement Mm -hmm. i seen this it was this chick driving down the street she had this big old lifted truck it's a really nice truck Mm -hmm. right and i said oh that must be her husband's truck Mm -hmm. think about that yeah yeah, I've, I've made that type of statement before. That That's not cool. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck are you making assumptions? What if that's her truck? What if she afford that truck? What if she bought that truck? Mm-hmm. I've made that statement before. Like, oh, that must be her husband's truck. Mm-hmm. What if what if that's hers and she liked that truck and she bought it? I'm literally, at that point, I'm making an assumption of what women can afford. Yeah. That's an ignorant assumption to make. And I checked myself on that. But- People might look at me and say, oh, my God, Eddie, that's a terrible thing. Well, you do it, too, buddy. Everyone on this podcast, you do it to a certain extent. It may not even be racial. It could be something else. Mm-hmm. But you need to check yourself because there's a certain type of bias that can exist or there's a certain perceived idea of what somebody should be. Yeah. If I'm an elderly white man and I go into the bank and I ask for $12,000, I don't know if you I don't know if that black teller is calling the cops on me. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't prove that, but I, there's a possibility that could be the case too. Yeah, it, I think it's just so unfo- across the board. It's unfortunate. Right. One because this is a black woman calling the police on another black man, and even you know she doesn't have the foresight. But you know how that situation was handled, it could have been bad. Yeah, you know what I mean, oh uh, yeah. Um, so I, I think even that. And even even the tone in which she spoke to the uh, the dispatcher was just so immature. Yeah, she was so like, he's stupid. just acting weird. Like you know, he's not really talking, and he has a beanie on. And it was just like she's the teller, and the tone of the teller is like, you know how when the te- I mean not the teller, but the the dispatcher. Yeah. They know when it's some nonsense going on. Yes, yeah, he's like maybe he just wants to be, be discreet. Be discreet. Yeah. 
And it, it that that's the situation that saddens me. And the dispatcher has to do her job right. because, you know, she don't want to get fired herself. So she got to, you know, send the police out there or whatever. But I can tell in her tone she was just like, this is not even a case. Um, and I'm sure the dispatcher has seen the news since. And she obviously didn't know it was Ryan, Ryan Coogler at the time. But, you know, she probably was just like, see, this is exactly what I yeah. was pointing out to her. Yeah, and Ryan Coogler's young, right? So he's, what, 35, probably going on 36. And the thing about it is he's a young guy, so he's to be young and black and dressed like that without being dressed up. You got a beanie and a hoodie on. She may associate how a person dresses. You know, she's literally she's stereotyping a person that looks like her. The sad part is she says in the when she's talking to the dispatcher that she didn't look at his ID. No, that's stupid. Yeah, she was like, he was handing it to me, but I didn't really look at it because I was just so shook. Like, so you didn't verify his information? You didn't even do your job. Yeah, you Your didn't. job is to have him swipe his card, right. look at the ID, mm-hmm. even if even if it was like, hey, just lift your, put your mask down. Or, you yeah. know, sometimes, like when I went through TSA the other, uh, a couple weeks ago, they like, hey, remove your mask real quick. And then they look at me, look me in my eyes, and then I raise it back up. Why, why do you think I said that it could be a racial thing? <clears throat> Because she didn't properly authenticate this man's identification. Yeah. She assumed he was acting weird without even authenticating. He put in his bank code. His, he put in his bank pin. He entered his bank card and gave you his information. Yeah. And you didn't even properly authenticate it? What does that tell you? That you can literally like suffer forms of racism from your own people. By doing what you're supposed to By do. By doing what you're supposed to do. And he no, didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do anything wrong. It was normal. The only thing I think he fucked up on is he mentioned, like, you know, I have somebody that does work and they only accept cash. And I'm thinking, like, you should not have said that. Why? Just because. Like, you don't want nobody. Like, the person that's getting cash going to be like, hey, man, don't put my business up there uh, like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, they trying to go fly under the radar. <laughs> yeah, they probably trying to. Right off the taxes. So, yeah, they're trying to, yeah, they ain't trying to. Get, yeah. <laughs> That's where he screwed up. Yeah, was it like housekeeping or something like that, or um, it's a, I guess it's a nurse that maybe mm-hmm. takes care of. Who knows? You know, mm-hmm. he didn't divulge all that information. But, right. Yeah. yeah, but it's probably somebody that's a nurse that might be working at a hospital. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But if they're getting twelve thousand dollars at once, boy, that's bread. Yeah. Yeah, and honestly, too, man, I'm gonna tell you something. Bank of America, they apologize. They came out and apologized right after that happened. Yeah, he said they they took care of it to his liking or something. I oh, forget the oh, exact. Oh, he said quote. that. Yeah, he said it was good afterwards. But yeah. who knows what who knows what they did? You know. Yeah, they probably be like, we're gonna what we're gonna do? We're gonna we're gonna um, give you an uh, additional budget to the next Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> additional budget. <laughs> we're gonna give you another budget. Uh, that the sad part is when I seen that. I was like, this is the same man that shot Fruitvale Station. Yeah. So when the police had the gun drawn on him, it was kind of like this weird full circle moment. Like a weird, almost like a reenactment. Yeah, and it had to be so surreal because you imagine shooting that movie, you're already emotional. Like me watching the movie, I get emotional watching the movie. But he was there. He's from the area. You know, they shot the scene in the same area on the BART, you know, at the BART station or wherever where that took place. Um, and then to, and then to be like the the guy in in black cinema that's pushing our culture forward, right, right, right. Um, and then to not only that pushing our culture forward, but to to make the biggest black movie ever. Right. You know what I mean? And to be working in Atlanta where you shot the movie at, um, it's just so many of these things where it's just yeah. like, man. And I don't expect everyone to know who Ryan Coogler is, right. but 
I, I just feel like we got to be a little bit more aware of just just not even like the nuances of culture, but just little subtle things like, hey, he, this guy directed Black Panther. Mm-hmm. He's on the red. You know, if you look up the red carpet events with with all the different people, the Denzels and stuff, yeah. you see him. You would see him on there. Anytime you Google Black Panther or whatever, you know, he's been on uh, different interviews and stuff like that. I don't know. I just feel like we got to be a little bit more aware of what's going on in our culture. Yeah. Um, and obviously he went in there with glasses and stuff like that. But it's just, I don't know, man. I feel some people just have surface level information. They yeah. they pay attention to shit that's not moving anything. Yeah. Like they know about all the drama going on with Kim Kardashian or Drake, yeah. but they don't know nothing about... Uh, the war in, in in Ukraine and Russia. Like, they don't know about things that are really changing the world. They only know about surface-level stuff. So yeah. when they go out into their jobs and, you know, a, a popular, like a prominent black figure or somebody is being stereotyped, they don't even know they're doing it. Yeah. Because they're so stupid that <laughs> if, yeah. it's just floating over their head. If you know what NBA young boy look like and you don't know who what Ryan Coogler look like, you are the problem. Yeah, they, <laughs> <laughs> NBA young boy is in trouble again. He's on house arrest. Yeah, he is. It's, yeah, it's like if you make if you're rich and you, like there's no reason for you to be getting in trouble anymore. You're just a moron. If you keep getting in trouble with the law, man, that's just so stupid. Yeah, that's so fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I just think like with with this this whole situation, like it just it's unfortunate because um, there is like this stigma anytime black people have a little bit of money. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, and especially in Bank of America, like my situation was not like that. I didn't get like the police called on me, but you can tell there's a, there's a, a disbelief when black people have any amount of money. Right, 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 right. So like I was, I was, depo- I sold a camera. So I was depositing like $10,000, yeah. like $10,300 or something like that. Yeah. Right. So I go to the bank and I was very conscious, like, cause at first I was like, let me put some clothes on so I look presentable. And I was like, nah, Hell like, no. Why do I have to like look presentable yeah. when I'm going into the bank? Right. Exactly. So I was like, whatever. I'm gonna throw just throw some sweats on and some some regular shoes, like whatever I would wear. Um so I had just had my outfit on, I had the money in my backpack. I go in there and um this old elderly white guy, he might have been like in his fifties or sixties or something like that. I'm like, hey, he's like, hey, you know, basically asking me what do I need. I'm like, oh, I'm just here to deposit some money. So He's like, all right, cool. Swipe your card. And then he's like, how much money are you depositing? And I'm like, I'm not sure myself, but I'm like, ten, about like 10300 And he was like, uh, okay. And then so I, I pulled the money out of my backpack and I gave it to him. And he looked at it. And he he looked at it in a way where he was like, man, you know, this ain't 10000 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so... Um, he's getting ready to count the money. You know, you're doing all the, the, the deposits. It's just a long process, yeah. especially when you have a certain amount of money, right? Yeah. So he's filling out all this stuff, doing all the typing and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, hold on. Like, I, I may have had like $23 or something that I just had loosely in my wallet. So mm-hmm. I was like, man, let me just throw this in there just so I don't have this loose money everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, hold on. Let me let me throw this extra money in there. He's like, okay, that makes more sense because this didn't look like 10000 And I was like, Okay. Like, yeah. What now? You're like you're projecting. Like the, yeah. The way you feel, you're telling me, and I'm thinking like, okay, motherfucker, I know what you're about. Just put my money in my just account. put it. Yeah. Put and it then I was account. like, you. And in my, in my head, I'm like, well, you're gonna feel real stupid when you put the money in the counter. Like you don't yeah. even have to have an opinion. Like, right. This, and one, why would I lie about this money? Like, is yeah. that what people do? They just come into the bank. Like, why would well, I, I deposit like, fake money into yeah. the? 
Yeah. He's fucking people, man. Um, so, right. So he um, so he finishes his thing, and then that's when the money counter comes, right? So he puts it in <laughs> there. 1,000. 2,000. 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. And then he just sitting there looking stupid. Like, yeah. Yeah. So it was just it was just one of those things where you could see, like, how, whatever his view of view was of me or whatever yeah. I looked like to him, whatever that came out of my mouth, it didn't even matter. You know what I'm, you know what I'm gonna do? Whenever I get really rich, on purpose, I'm gonna get a wife beater and cut a bunch of holes in it, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna get a hat and like cut it in half, and I'm gonna go up in there and deposit like two hundred fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> I want, I want to like literally change your perception. I, I want to like flip people's brains backwards because it's it's really annoying. I went in to grab, and this this, this is what we go through. Believe it or not. Some people wouldn't believe it. They'll say, like, oh, you know, everybody's equal. Nobody has problems. Like, as a black man, you go through some weird shit. Here's another one. And it's usually, it's usually expressed through microaggressions. It's not overt racism. Like, oh, nigger. Like, it ain't like that. Yeah. It's, it's through microaggressions. For example, I went in to get a sign because me and Keith were working on getting a sign in the middle of the wall here just to add to the aesthetic of the podcast. And I went into this local business and I said, hey, I'm looking for a nice sign, either a neon sign or something that I could put in the middle for my podcast. And the lady said, oh, but that would probably be like, I don't know, like maybe three thousand, four thousand dollars. Why would you assume I don't have four thousand dollars? Yeah. Like it was the the undertone of it. Yeah. Like, why would you even like? Why would you do that? Yeah. What's up with the theatrics, man? You don't got to do that. Yeah, you, you got to do Why? Why? And people say, like, well, it wasn't racism. Maybe she just figured you. What metric do you use to determine if I have money or not without knowing if I have money or not? Yeah. Let's just think about this. 4000 may be a little bit of money to somebody. Right. If I could, look, at me as a person, if I can admit that I've seen a woman in a big, nice lifted truck and I said, oh, that's her husband's truck. And then I literally went against my own thoughts and said, that's ignorant. If I can admit to it, y'all need to admit to it, too, because there's a lot of people out there in the world that you will sit there and say, no, I'm not racist or no, I don't have this or I don't look at people that way. When you do it every motherfucking day, Mm -hmm. every day you do it and you don't realize it. And what's happening is you carry it into your daily activities and lifestyle. You may even carry it into your job. Yeah. Right. If I'm look, let's say for example, right? I'm a young dude. I got tattoos on me, skinny black dude. I go into the police department and I say, "Hey, I want to report a crime. I want to report a crime. Is somebody trying to steal? Somebody trying to do this?" They, the police, a lot of times. I'm not saying every cop, but it's some cops that will look at you with tattoos, and you know you're young, and they will profile you before even listening to the fact that you're trying to report a crime. Yeah, they might think that you're a criminal. Yeah, and this happens a lot, mm-hmm. a lot. They'd be like, um, uh, yeah, well, we're gonna need your license and uh, 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 what's going on? Are you any gang? Are you in a gang? Are you on parole or probation? We're like, I'm the one reporting a crime. What's going right. on here? Mm-hmm. You know how many times I've been pulled over by the cops and been asked for. Instead of license and registration, I've been asked if I was on parole and probation. Matter of fact, me and you was in the car together, Keith. Mm-hmm. We got profiled at the same time, right over on Oak. 
we were driving down. I was we were going to the gym actually. This is like eight years ago, man. Mm-hmm. We were headed That's to the, the last time I've been to the gym too. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to the gym and they had it was some Mexican guy that the police had pulled over. But they ended up letting him go. The police literally did a U-turn and yeah. drove uh, the other way around on the street and just pulled us right over. There was no, I didn't do anything in traffic. I didn't anything. Yeah. I was literally racially profiled. Mm-hmm. And he says, oh, we need to see your license. Are you on parole or probation? I'm like, no. He's like, where are you guys headed? I'm like, to the gym. Like, And the thing is, I got to tell you where I'm headed. Stilo Brim on uh, Brilliant Brilliant Idiots. He just yeah. He, he said um, he's like man, I was uh, I was shocked when I realized that the questions that white people get asked when they get pulled over was different from me. He was basically saying like when he gets pulled over and he's wealthy, you know, so he's driving yeah. a fancy car. He's like they always ask, "Is this your car?" Yeah. And then he was saying he was shocked to find out that you know the white people that he knows that gets pulled over don't experience that same thing. And people will say that this is bullshit. You guys are over exaggerating. Racism isn't like that. That's not right. Um, hello, if it's happening enough, people group think is a real thing. And sometimes it's not to say that um, all white people think like this or these people think like this. There could be an, a bias that exists. There's bias that exists in women. There's bias that exists in men. There's racial bias that exists in a lot of us. Mm-hmm. And what happens is, is we will, um, we will literally put that out, and it will bleed into our professional lives. Yeah. I but I put this on my grandmother's grave. I am not playing. I got pulled over by a cop one time, and it was for no reason. I was being profiled. He asked me, "Hey, why don't you have rims on your car?" He literally asked me, I swear to God, on my grandmother's grave, he asked me, why don't you have rims on your car? And I said, bro, I'm broke. I was. This is probably like nine years ago. I was like, I'm broke. I don't have no rims. He's like, all right, you're good. All right, you have a good one. Mm-hmm. I've literally been pulled over more by the cops for no reason. Mm-hmm. For no fucking reason. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and the thing about it, it kind of conditions your mind a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or it can condition your mind to think like, man, these cops just fucking with us for no reason. Yeah. But I've had good interactions with cops, too. Yeah. You know, but in regards to this, because I don't want to jump too far off of base, but you can be you can be profiled by people who even look like you. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Ryan Coogler was profiled by the girl behind the register. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but it it, it happens enough. And, And the reason why these stories are important, especially, you know. And we, me and Keith feel a responsibility to talk about these things. It's because you need to start destroying the way you think. Because the way you think is part of the problem with the world. Why would I ever why would I, Eddie McGee, at any time in my life assume that a woman cannot afford a big lifted truck? What if that's a truck that she likes? Mm-hmm. That's an ignorant ass thing to even think. We gotta start reshaping the way we we look at wealth. I, I, I mentioned it on the podcast. A couple, a few weeks ago, when um, they were mentioning uh, how Jay Z walks into the room, I think it was uh, it was Bun B. He was talking about how Jay Z, like you could be in a, in a room with you know a bunch of millionaires, they got chains on, and everybody got the uh, the uh, Gucci and the Balenciaga and everything on. Um, and he like, man, Jay Z will walk in there with you know with his hair that looked like burnt french fries and uh, mm. a puma sweatsuit on you know what i mean <laughs> his hair looked like a blooming onion <laughs> yeah and it's it and he's he's the wealthiest man in the room obviously he put his, his stuff on sometimes when he wanted when he wanted to really get dressed up but mm-hmm. i say that to say like wealth doesn't look the same on everybody Mm-mm. you know and wealth i wouldn't even say wealth look doesn't look the same on everybody 
I think wealth looks a certain way, but we just haven't wrapped our mind around the way real wealth looks. Right. Because we're so used to the rapper that has the chains or the person that, excuse me, the, the, um, the cars and the stuff that we see from all these rappers on their Instagram and stuff and stuff like that but that's not real that's not real wealth you know what i mean like real wealth is very um they don't they don't wear their money there was a there was a guest on joe rogan this i I think i heard this like four or five years ago and they said that this dude was extremely wealthy i don't know if he was in in oil or whatever but he was so rich they said that the dude was so rich that he had to like try to act like he was a normal person he had an old like a old beat up looking truck that had dents in it and shit and he used to have like shovels and stuff inside the truck and he would drive that old truck into like these this huge estate like this huge place surrounded by nothing but rich people but he was an older dude that would just drive around during the daytime to try to look normal mm-hmm. It's fucking crazy, man. But that's like wealth can look like anything is a point I'm trying to get across. Yeah. You know, you I got mean, Warren Buffett drives a Cadillac CTS. Crazy. You know, it's like Cadillac CTS is not a uh, it's not a great, not the greatest car. It's a regular. Yeah, it's just a regular, you know, it's it's I mean, Cadillacs are like they're not Hondas, but, yeah. you know, they're not Mm-mm. McLarens. Or I bet whatever. you Warren Buffett probably got the Cadillac that don't even got the power windows. It's got the road. Yeah, <laughs> 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 hey, yo, that's crazy, man. Do you got automatic? My, um, you got roll down or you got automatics? They're automatic. Okay. My, uh, I was visiting my 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 uh, cousin who is like married into the Buffets, and he low key gave me permission to uh to to use the use the family name. Wow. Because we were talking about stocks, and I was telling them, like, um, I'll be talking to a lot of people about stocks. So, like, say, for example, I'd be like, hey, man, you should just buy these Apple stocks because, you know, they're probably going to be good for the rest of our lives. And somebody would respond to me like, oh, I don't know about that, but um, I do know that there's this uh, pharmaceutical company that, that such and such said on Twitter that it's going to boom within the next couple of years. Yeah. And I was like, bro, like, I basically was telling him I'd get frustrated talking to those kind of people. Yeah. And he was like, you should let him know, like, you know, that you're, you know, your your cousin's a Buffett and stuff like that. So he gave me the stamp to basically. That's dope. Yeah. Use the name. How much is he worth? I'm looking right here. Net worth a hundred and sixteen billion. That's a lot of bit. That's a lot of bees. You know what? I would love to have Warren on uh, this podcast and just I would just sit there and just let him talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just sit there and let him talk. Yeah. Yo, that I wonder what kind of views that episode would get. But it probably would be it would probably fly over people's radar. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you put Warren Buffett in a thing. It's a lot of like people that. That's care what you have to say, yeah. Yeah, they'll be like, who are these black guys talking to Warren Buffett? <laughs> They're too poor to talk to him. What's going on? Yeah, I definitely am. How did they trick Warren into talking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But, yeah. I hope that we all can look at our inner biases or miscalculations that we make about people and start changing that shit, man. Yeah, man. And, you know, prayers to... Ryan Coogler, I hope his the 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 saddest part about that whole situation was like the the mental health aspect of right. it. It's very traumatic as a black man to get a gun drawn on you, especially by a police officer. So one, you know, we're one we're coming off a pandemic, right? So he's dealing with that. He said he has a five month old child. That's partly the reason why he had his mask on. Um, right. You know, when he's going in, he's probably wearing his mask when he's shooting the the movie and stuff as well, right? Um, and then on the back of the pandemic 
you know, and as a filmmaker that kind of entrenches himself into like this, the, the narrative of, of black people and the police brutality and stuff like that, um, only to, you know, do that in your in your creative world um, and then to have that happen to you in real life, you know, and he's sitting there and he's like, man, like he's he has the he has a self-awareness enough to say like, hey, let me let me get a moment, you know, before I answer these questions. Right. Right? Like, let me can somebody take my glasses off? You know, I'm not reaching for nothing. Y'all could, you know, get like he's he's hyper aware of what's going on and all while like, you know, kind of going through this micro this mini panic attack at the same time. Yeah. So I'm just I'm just praying for his his peace and his, and his mental mental health at this point because I know that that is uh, very traumatizing. You know, one to have a gun drawn on you, and two to just be sitting in the back of a uh, a police car for literally not for just doing something Normal very shit. regular. Yeah. So yeah, but this is the thing that I didn't like about what the cops did. So before we move on, I'll just bring this point up. The cop had his gun like on his hip. And I think he was touching it or whatever. He had his hand on it. And he was talking to him. He's like, "Hey, there's no need to be nervous. Why are you nervous? What do you? Why are you nervous? Like, dude, you are grabbing you your gun, trying gun. to tell me to calm down. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. That, it's it's just, just a low emotional IQ, man. Yeah. Like if I've decided that you're not a threat, and I'm, this is why it's important. And I feel like your behavior as a human being bleeds into everything, especially your job. If I'm a police officer and I've determined that you're not a threat towards me." I will have my hands where you can see them. You know how you know how cops say for their protection, hey, put your hands where I can see them. You will see my hands mm-hmm. at all times. I will have my hands in front of me making gestures, having them like this so you know that I'm not reaching for a gun and we can talk. Yeah. But, but these cops is like, why are you nervous? What's going on? Hey, man, why are you nervous? What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you got the fucking gun pointed at me, you dick. And the, the fact that they're not actually looking for the truth in that situation no they automatically make you a fucking liar yeah when you when when you go into that situation and like for instance you know we talked about having good cops sometimes right there's been situations where i've been pulled over and it was once i was driving my friend's car and uh i got pulled over and the guy was like hey do you have your license registration all this i was like well i got my license this is my friend's car like i was at his house he got drunk i had to drive his car home like I don't, I'm looking through it and it was old registrations in there and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then he was like, "All right, you good? Like you know, don't worry about it. I'll let you go." And then he just let me go, right? Um, so that's like the ideal way, like mm-hmm. you know, because I'm not doing anything wrong. It wasn't like I'm going 50 miles per hour right, in right, right. residential or whatever. Um, but in terms of like how those cops handled it. One, it was just too many of them around. Yeah. Two, they weren't really searching for the truth. You no, know no, what I mean? no, if not they, at all. If they if they um, got there and it was like, hey, was you know, explain to us what happened. Well, I went in there just for my privacy. I like to do this. Oh, okay, you, sh- you know, what's, let me let me run your information real quick. Oh, you are Ryan Coogler. I know that you blah blah blah. You directed this movie. All right, you good to go. It should have been like yeah, as, as been simple over. as that. But they made it a thing to where like they were like low key pressing him. Like if you don't, if you haven't did anything, you got nothing to worry about. Yeah, if you didn't do anything, you got nothing to worry about. Yeah, it's like, we're just, we're just doing our job. When someone calls us, we have to come through and do this, and we have to check all the buttons. Shut it's up, like, motherfucker! How about you listen? Yeah, I just that's the thing, man. And I think cops, a lot of cops have a script in how they deal with people, mm-hmm. and it's like instead of you trying to find the truth, and here's the thing. Cops need to stop coming in with assumptions. They need to look at things as a blank canvas. And people say, well, you don't know a cop's job. You shouldn't tell police what to do. You don't know how tough their job is. All right, motherfucker, you can feel the way you want to feel. 
mm-hmm. for all those that may be listening and feel that way. But here's the problem. When you come into a situation making an assumption about who's guilty and who's innocent, mm-hmm. you find out that the person you're arresting or trying to accuse is a fucking director that's a millionaire and the person behind the counter is an idiot. And you've been going gung-ho for that dumbass teller and now you look stupid. That's why you have to approach the situation finding the truth, looking for the truth, who is at fault. But but she didn't even say that he was robbing the bank. She just said it was weird. He was moving like real weird. So that that she was gave, an, that's an implication though. She's yeah. giving this implication that something's not right. Yeah. That, that's not good in itself. Yeah, that's that's terrible. But what I'm saying is like to more of your point is like you got to come in with a blank canvas. So don't mm-hmm. come in assuming that he is robbing the bank come in trying to get information you know what i mean mm-hmm. like more of like you're saying more of an objective point of view where it's like hey can you can you step outside like can, can but, we ask you a couple questions or something but like here's that? the point for the cops here's the point for the cops when the cops get a call they get limited information i don't know how much the dispatcher has told them it the dispatcher more or less could have said hey we need a unit over here so and so suspected robbery and yeah. when they come into it they trying to protect themselves. Yeah. So who am I to say they should have not had their gun ready to go? Because they got a family too. So that's the thing. You can avoid this shit if the chick just did her fucking job. Yeah, just do your job. Just do your job. Now you got cops overreacting because they thinking about they they newborn daughter and their wife at home and they ready to blow your motherfucking head off so they could go home at the end of the day. And it never had to go there had somebody just did their job. Imagine not wanting to get fired, so you call the police on somebody that you think is acting weird when they're not really doing anything. Right. And then ultimately to get fired. Yeah, because Bank of, ain't no way Bank of America let her they keep her job. They can't keep her there. Nah. Nah. It's, they're, it's, especially the amount of money that that film is bringing to Atlanta and knowing that Atlanta is a hub yep. of... Not only is it Ryan Coogler, it's Disney. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. He got a whole conglomerate behind behind him. You know what I mean. So yeah. I could imagine, uh, you know, they did something with with that girl. Yeah, and not not to mention, there's so much money going into there. There's probably some some like I don't know, some super huge company guy from Disney can walk into that Bank of America and be like, hey, um, I need an apology to Ryan Coogler's whole family from this whole staff, or I'm going to shut this bank down. Yeah, man. that's know. how it be. It, and, and like to to more of that point about that girl probably getting fired. When I was working at Aaron's, um, there was like a whole shift in, in management and stuff going on. So when I I was only there maybe a month and a half, but there was an original store manager store manager that was there when I was working, and we were still like understaffed a little bit, so people were getting swapped in and out. Um, eventually, that girl quit. The store manager that was there originally, she quit. And then um, for a minute, we didn't even have a store manager. So eventually they hired a store manager and um, she came in the first day she was there. You know, she getting acclimated with the team. She wasn't very talkative. She was kind of like, you know, <coughs> very stoic. Um, so, you know, I do my job the, the first day and everything is smooth. Right. So I, I come in um, the next day. And I had to do a couple runs. I might have had to drop off like a TV here and, you know, go uh, pick up a, a headboard here. Something, something, just regular, regular things. And I can remember going into one of the the, the people's houses. It was it was an older um, older lady and I, it might have might have been her mom that also lived with her. 
So I had to deliver something. But when you're working at errands, you're not supposed to technically touch people's stuff. Mm. Um, but these are older ladies. So, you know, me, I'm just like, well, this is not technically part of my job. But, you know, I'm not going to let these older ladies, you know, they're not going to ever be able to move this dresser <laughs> right, over. Right. So I moved it. Boom. I, whatever it was, I put the TV down or whatever. And then I went on about my day, got the signature. Come back to the store. Store manager's like, hey, uh, can I talk to you real quick? And I was like, yeah, sure. So she's like, hey, how, how's everything been going? I'm like, oh, everything is good. Like, you know, I'm starting to get acclimated. We got some consistency around here. Everything is smooth. She's like, well, we're going to have to let you go. And I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah, there's just too many customer complaints about about you. And then I'm just like, like what? Like, that, to me, I'm thinking it's a joke. So all that happened, right? Afterwards, I'm like, this is too... Like, you've only been here for two days. Yeah, that's a lie. How are you going to fire me? It's a lie. You've been two days. I haven't gotten no warnings or nothing, right? Um, so I go to the, the EEOC or, like, the Equal mm-hmm. Employment Opportunity Commission or whatever. Yeah. So I call him, and I'm, I'm, build, like I'm trying to build a case. There wasn't enough evidence for me to, like, actually say it was racism or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, hey, I've been there two days. Like, she just came in, and she fired me. And, you know, obviously, I'm the only black person there. So they, they did their due diligence, right? Um, and then they... When they moved forward and they did all the research and stuff, they found out there wasn't enough information to, to, uh, to move on with the case. Um, but I have friends that still – this is when I lived in Nevada. I have friends that lived in Nevada. So I think one of my friend's girlfriends or something had worked there um, at, that, at that same store mm. um, like months later or whatever. And I guess the owners of Aaron's had came – and this is him telling me. I don't know if it's true or not, but mm-hmm. let's say it's true because this is a great story. The owners of the errands had flew down from Utah or wherever they live, walked in the store personally, and then they escorted her out. So they wow. basically fired her. And they and my name was brought up in this situation, or not necessarily my name, but that situation was brought up. Um, you know, when the people were gossiping about about the thing. So I say that to say, like, you know, when there's any sort of disruption to this magnitude. Um, people's heads start flying. Yeah, and then they people like as a as a big wig or as an owner like they don't want to deal with any sort of drama, Mm-mm. especially if you're getting paid you know minimum wage or whatever. So they probably gonna get her out of there quick. Oh yeah, they get her out because mm-hmm. they ain't trying to you know you paying them a minimum wage worker. They're not trying to have a big lawsuit. Exactly. There have been many minimum wage workers that ended up getting five hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Oh yeah, it's it's been plenty. Mm-hmm. I know a dude, a dude I used to work with, but this was um. Who did he sue? God damn it. I think he, he, no, he actually sued. I used to work at a call center, like, and there was this dude that sued the company because he had, like, carpal tunnel or something happened with his hand, yeah. and he told him he was in pain, and they kept trying to have me come to work, and he had documents of them doing that, and he got a lot of money. I bet. He, he got over $100,000. Sheesh. Yeah, he sued him, mm-hmm. and he won because there's, it's, it's certain, there's parameters, like, there's certain ways you could sue a company. Mm-hmm. What ha- Here's the problem. The reason why companies have so many lawsuits is there are work conditions that are implemented by people who don't run a company. Mm-hmm. So when people don't run a company, they don't know what can get you sued. They just say, yeah, you need to work three shifts in a row and uh, this and that. When in mm-hmm. actuality, that could be highly illegal. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you don't know that and you're just a worker, you're just going to keep doing it, not realizing that it's illegal what they're asking you to do. Mm hmm. That's why people begin rant. Some some people from certain companies, 
they'll get a random check for like two hundred dollars three months later because mm-hmm. they was overworked or they didn't get paid for certain yeah. for certain I've hours gotten, that they worked. I've gotten multiple checks from an old job I used to have. Mm-hmm. I got a check for like three hundred thirty-seven dollars, then one for one fifty, then one for like two eighty-five, and I'm like, I'm not complaining, but like, how much money do these niggas really owe me? Yeah, because the money that they're paying me, trust me, it is a very diluted amount. Mm-hmm. And they, they actually, uh, and I'll say the company because they changed their name. The company was DDG. It was a milk, a whole, a, a whole, well, not whole milk, a uh, raw milk mm-hmm. uh, tankers company. Mm-hmm. And um, they had so many lawsuits going on that they ended up having to pay workers for uh, breaks, for taking breaks and like overtime and all kind of shit. Mm-hmm. It was, the lawsuit was so bad, they changed their name. Mm-hmm. They, they're not DDG no more. Now they're ASL. Wow. That's the name of the company. They changed their name. That's crazy. Whenever you see a company that that is that set that does the same services, but they have a new name, it's because they got sued. Yeah. And now that lawsuit is just it don't look good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. But yeah, there's that. Yep. Shout out to Ryan. Yep. All right. Switching gears. Jesse Smollett. Um, for all those, I think everybody knows who fucking Jesse Smollett is. Um, and He just got sentenced recently. So here's a story. This is what Jesse said, uh, end quote. I got jail time because I'm black. Jesse believes there's an overreaching reason he was sent to jail, and it's not because of the hoax. He says it's because he's black. Sources with direct knowledge and in constant touch of the Empire actor tell TMZ Jesse fully fully expected to get jail time he told his defense team before sentencing he felt he would be treated more harshly than other defendants convicted of a nonviolent crime, all because of the color of his skin. He thinks it's more evidence of systemic racism in the judicial system. Jesse told his team after sentencing he was dead on when he predicted the outcome based on the animosity the judge showed toward him. He called it unfortunate and sad. As you know, the judge read Jesse the riot act saying the hoax was rooted in a desire for more fame and more attention. Uh, we reached out to the court for comment and rep for the Cook County judge judge's office tells TMZ judges can't comment on pending cases and it's still pending. As we report, Jesse will be held in product, productive custody as requested while serving his time behind bars with security cameras and an officer with body worn camera monitoring yourself damn so he's yeah he's getting some treatment in there our sources say jesse spoke out in court about not being suicidal because he wanted to make it clear to the public that if something were in to happen to him in jail it was foul play and our sources referenced the jeffrey epstein outcome and that (laughs) that was what was on jesse's mind when he made the comment yeah he's he's losing his shit because mm-hmm. it also mentions Jesse recently today just went into a psych ward today. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what I say. Um, the unfortunate thing is I seen this thing from Taraji P. Henson, and I'll run this all together. Taraji P. Henson said, right, uh, shares free Jesse posts in her support of Empire co-star. She says, this is what she said, end quote. She said, I am not here to debate you on his innocence, but we can agree that the punishment does not fit the crime. Uh, Henson 51 wrote Emmett Till was brutally beat and untimely murdered because of a lie. And none of the people involved with his demise spent one day in jail. Even after Caroline Bryant admitted that her claims were false, no one was hurt or killed during Jesse's ordeal. Let me say this. Um, The Caroline Bryant reference is true. She fucking lied. 
and an innocent black kid was killed. If you don't know who Emmett Till is, go to Google, look up Emmett Till. He was lynched because a woman lied and said that this young boy whistled at her and her husband fucking lynched him along with some other people helping him. And it, there's a terrible um, picture of Emmett Till's face being swollen um, to death because he was beaten big time. Now, I'll say this. The reason why I don't like remotely defending Jesse uh, Smollett is because it takes away from people that are having real racial issues in America. It, it's like if somebody was assaulted in any capacity, if a woman was assaulted in any capacity, and let's say a woman got up there and lied about it, that's terrible because it's taking away from women who are literally being hurt out here. Mm-hmm. The same way Jesse's claiming to have a racial crime happening is really people suffering racial crimes in America. So it's ignorant to do some shit like that. And I'm not remotely trying to vouch for him, but I'm not going to lie. I had kind of a comedic thought in my mind when they sentenced him. Mm -hmm. Like there was like, we're going to give you X amount of years. And then Jesse was like, "Mm, don't threaten me with a good time. That's what I was going to say. I was like, why are you mad? (laughs) Jesse is a gay man. (laughs) He's like, don't threaten me with a good time. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, this is nothing's more valuable than man, butt. Oh, yeah. They, I don't think they know about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But oh, what's his name? Look up Fleece Johnson and you'll get that joke. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, it, it's 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 ignorant what he what he did. Yeah. And now we can look back on it and be like, fuck, man. And my thing is me and Keith, when we talked about it, I'm talking about when it first happened. Me and Keith weren't like, that's not right, man. I can't believe they did that to him. We kind of like waited for more information. Yeah. Like our stance from the very beginning was. Like, man, this is messed up if this is what's going on. But, like, you know, we never, like, posted nothing with with prayers for Jesse. We never did. It was a bunch of celebrities talking about prayers for Jesse, and they posted him yeah, all on their shit. Yeah, on their timeline. Man, I'm not about to post you on my shit until I – unless you are a reliable human being, I'm not doing that. That's facts. And I can still feel a certain way without having to post you on my story. I, I, uh, one thing I think, Tragic P, equating Jesse Smollett to – Emmett Till was disgusting. Yeah, it was. It was kind of stupid. I, yeah, I don't understand that that connection there. Um, what she said about um, Emmett Till is completely true, but he's not in Emmett Till by any means. No. Um, and just the Jesse Smollett, man, like, he's a pretty good actor, so I can see how he can be able to keep this. Like, he's a method actor at this point. He's just kind of had this thing going since he walked into the police station with the with the noose or whatever right like he's been keeping the same act on for like he's been in character for like two years now yeah which is crazy but it's just not it's not it's it's not that deep man i think that he he gonna do his time who i don't know if he's going to be able to have a career after this maybe he'll do some lifetime movies you know where he's playing you know some some random character or whatever but i just don't see um I don't see like um, why he's still like he's you're already going to do the time right like he he took time out of the 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 court to to make it completely like he he thinks he's like a martyr in this situation right like that whole gay Tupac thing that he said he genuinely that, believes this but that when he said that shit that's when I was like wait a minute we need to watch this guy yeah when he said that gay Tupac shit me and Keith was like whoa <laughs> yeah she tripping yeah <laughs> wait a minute he's like I'm the gay Tupac I'm like, just like yo what like what does that even mean yo yeah 
Like, I think it's a, this is a, a if somebody wanted to write this movie about it, I think they should start right now. But just that that the fall from grace, man. Yeah, this would definitely be on Lifetime for sure. Yeah, it's a Lifetime movie here. Yeah, it, that or like what's the other one? Uh, Oxygen. Yeah, is that what it's called? Oxygen. I don't. I haven't watched. I don't know what's on Oxygen. It's like so. you know, like I guess I guess considered Oxygen or um, Life Life. Uh, what's it called? What did I just say? Uh, Lifetime. Lifetime. That's mm-hmm. kind of like I guess those are like I guess women channels. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ox- well, Lifetime. Lifetime is a women channel, but they also do a lot of biopics. A lot of biopics. Yeah, yeah or li- not necessarily biopics, but like true stories and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I could see I could see this on there. Just the fall from grace, man. You you're on one of the most popular TV shows in uh, Empire. You know, playing a a very progressive character, um, and a character where you you got the ability to, to discuss real things in the black community, real things in, in just society as far as like playing a gay character and stuff like that. Um, only to go out like this, man. This is like, it's just so distasteful. Um, I think he really does have some real mental health stuff going yeah, he on. Does. And I don't think it, I don't think, I think it probably got heightened over the past a uh, couple years, like I said, you, you when we think about people's mental health, and like I pointed out with Ryan Coogler, you got to think about the pandemic starting or like heightening a lot of people's anxieties, right? right? And then for him to go into this whole ordeal where he's you know making up this whole storyline, and then now for him to kind of be like um, very erratic, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just shows me that his mental mental stability is not there. His mental health been it's been bad. Mm-hmm. Like back when he did this shit, something was wrong with him then mm-hmm. to and, even think of this. Yeah, to think of the gay Tupac shit, I'm like, yo, yeah. I'm like, oh man, yeah. That really changes the meaning of uh, my my ambitions as a writer. <laughs> what are you writing, man? I can't even look at. It. I get around the same no more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get around the gay Tupac. I dick around. Ep, ep, ep. He said, I dick around. <laughs> I dick around. <laughs> Round around. <laughs> oh, man. What's another dope Tupac song that you could turn into some weird? <laughs> All guys on me. <laughs> Perfect. I paint a perfect picture. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, that's uh, funny, man. Shout out to ain't nothing but a gangster party. Ain't nothing but a gangster party. <laughs> 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 oh, People man. gonna be thinking we homophobic or something, man. God, nah, gangster nothing. party is crazy. Oh. I gotta be the name of the party. <laughs> 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 nothing but a gangster party. Ain't, <laughs> Ain't nothing but, but a motherfucking gangster party. party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy, oh, man. man. That's good stuff. Yeah, it's not a whole lot else to say about this guy, man. Yeah. I, I pray for his mental health and his family. Mm-hmm. And I, I think Taraji P. Henson made a huge mistake um, trying to come to his defense. Just let 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 him get the help he needs. We don't need to try to plead for him. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna remotely use my platform to uplift or try to support someone 
who lied. And more or less, he's doing time based on the investigation. Like, that's a false investigation. Mm-hmm. Anybody reporting a false investigation is going to do time. That is just a standard practice. And I, and I, it looks like they kind of take it easy. Too. Huh? He got fined, too. Yeah, he got fined. But they... um. I think they could, took it kind of light on him, actually, as far as how many how much time did he get again? 150, uh, a few, a 150 few days? Yeah, something like that. He might not get all those days. I think he got 150 days, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it says it here. Hold on. Let me go back. Uh, why the fuck is Pete Davidson on my? What the fuck? My boy Skeet. Pete Davidson. I think Pete Davidson kind of likes dysfunction a little bit, too. Yeah. He like keeping it cool. Every time, every time Kanye say something about him, he taking uh, Kim back in that room and fucking the shit out of her. Yeah, it's like Kim, we need to go back in the room. Kanye, just, <laughs> Kanye just tweeted again. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling you earlier, man. I think like this whole that people are coming to like D.L. Hughley and other people are like saying Kanye West is corny and. Like, he need to leave Pete Davidson alone. And, you know, if that was your girl, you lost her, whatever the case may be. I think all those things are, you know, that's your own opinion. The only thing that I would say is that in the real world, it's real repercussions to sleeping with a married woman. You know, people be feeling all types of ways. And it's a lot of people that have lost their lives over, um, you know, sleeping with a married woman. Um, you know, people that have been in crazy altercations. Some guys will, some guys will kill the guy and the girlfriend. All kind. So it's been yeah. situations where the girl will have to uh, set up the the conflict, where he like forcing her to like show me where this nigga live, and then you got to drive to the crib, and then it, you know a whole thing happens. So yeah, I think for Pete Davidson, I would have they're divorced now, but I would have ju- just suggested for him to like just wait it out, wait till they yeah. completely off the, the the books or whatever, and you know handle your business in. Yeah, yeah. Pete Pete is kind of known for like coming off the back end of people's <clears throat> relationships too. Yeah, that's he so did that funny with Mac, to me. Did dog. that with Mac Miller. Yeah, and I was telling like I was telling you too, like a lot of people <clears throat> on Twitter were saying like, hey, that you know based off of how he's interacting with Kanye West because there was a text message thread that had came out where basically he was saying like I mean your girl your wife's bad and stuff like that um there was a uh people on Twitter were saying like Mac Miller started trending off the back of those screenshots of those text messages and some people were saying that I can believe that um, Pete Davidson kind of uh, triggered Mac Miller in a way where it caused him to to relapse and stuff like that. So I just think like those people that are very, um, what you call it, like uh, mental health conscious, like they have to be hyper aware of their own actions because it seems like a lot of these people, in theory, they have all the right things to say. Right. Even in that thread with Kanye West, he's like, you know, we can go. We can get you help. Um, it's helped me a lot. There's there's ways out of this and stuff like that. All while saying like, "Hey, I'm in your wife's bed." You know what I mean? Like you can't. It can't be both. You can't be like the mental health advocate, right. also triggering people. You know? Yeah. What I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, man. Well, yeah. I got nothing else here, man. Um, mm-hmm. Go ahead and wrap this thing up. If ain't you, nothing but a gangster party. Ain't nothing but a motherfucking gangster party. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'm thinking of another song I could turn into just something terrible. That's what it is. He got ambitions of California love. Yeah, you can't. Can't really do much. Can't do nothing with that. Mm. I, we already got. The, I get around. Uh, Gaster party. Um, 
Man, that's it, man. I don't think there's any anything. Picture else. me rolling. I don't know how you could do that. Yeah. Uh, I can't you can't turn that into some um ambiguous uh <laughs> uh, <laughs> there was this thing on Saturday Night Live that they 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 got rid of it, and I'm pretty sure they wouldn't do it now. But it was called the ambiguously gay duo. Mm-hmm. You remember that? Mm-mm. It was like these two superheroes that was always doing like subliminally gay stuff, mm-hmm. but like they weren't gay. Mm. And it was a huge skit in the '90s. Mm. And it was like the ambiguous, ambiguously gay duo, yeah. and then it, they would like be superheroes, and like he would be trying to run away from somebody, and he would like have the car, and he'd be like trying to move up to get in it, but he would be like humping it. Yeah, like it was fucking hilarious. If anybody remember, if anybody <clears throat> gets some time, go to go, go to YouTube and put in ambiguously gay duo, mm-hmm. and it's gonna pull it to Saturday Night Live. It's like it was like a cartoon. Yeah, that's hilarious. Funny. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, let's get out of here, man. All right, man. If you made it to the end of this podcast, man, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K Fiend. We're out of here. Peace.